T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bye. Trip. I'm out of here anyway. We's there. Top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified and transition is being brought to you by Amy Kite of Keller Williams Realty Infinity. Boy, have I got a treat for you this afternoon. They are back together. One of them is tan. They both love baseball. <laughs> They're Parkins and Spiegel. What's up, boys? What up? Listen to who's back. To me, it seems like there's a new paradigm in Chicago sports radio that I have missed. That appears to be how it goes. Did Agress do another piece or what? Uh, <laughs> no. Am I in the top five yet? Do you know what, <laughs> you know what kind of chocolate he likes? I was in the Dominican at the airport. I was thinking, man, I wonder if there's something here. No, this seems to be the new paradigm. You open a microphone and then enormous sports news breaks like every hour. And you just do the show reacting to it, right? That's pretty much what you've been doing, Danny Parkins. A lot of things have happened since you've been away. It appears to be that way. Yeah, we, we had you on from the Dominicans to celebrate baseball being back, and the Bears had traded Khalil Mack, and we just <laughs> didn't have time to get your thoughts. <laughs> we didn't have time to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. And I hadn't even seen baseball in the Dominican to that point, and then I did see it that night, as, as it turned out. And yeah, so I, I went through a lot down there, but up here, my goodness, you people. Well, you, wait, isn't the idea, because I saw this on Twitter, on the Twitter.com, oh, that yeah. the, I, way, I, the way to solve a lockout is to send Matt Spiegel out of the country. It's possible. <laughs> well, it's possible. See you in five is that, years. Is that the idea? Is that what we, ever there's a labor strife, just send you on a vacation with your lovely dad, and, about, and, and then everything gets solved? Can we do that for any sport? Just, yes. you know, at any sport. Can we commission that? And as The long next as- time that it happens again in hockey, uh, you're going somewhere else. You're so- going to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't- no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, because I have to go to a hotbed of the you sport. You have to go to a hotbed of the sport. Right, yeah, yeah. right. So have Canada fun that. is where you'll go. Man, Canada oh, makes yes. a little bit more sense. Yeah, that'd be a easier. lovely trip to Vancouver. If there could be some very yes, I've yeah. never Montreal. been to Vancouver. Yeah, or, or Montreal or Quebec. Actually, I, I would really love. For, uh, have you been to Montreal? No, man. I know you have, and uh, you've got some some kick ass old uh, expos stuff. You need to go because they're so baseball hungry there, man. Like everyone that you talk, everyone that I talked to while I was up there. As soon as I made mention that I, I worked in sports, 
they wanted to talk about the Expos and baseball coming back to Montreal. You would be in heaven, sir. That's so cool. Well, you know, I only saw baseball one night in the Dominican. I tweeted some pictures about it, but it was absolutely beautiful. And it was the night that the labor piece had finally come. But it was such a pure and perfect reminder of why anybody does it. Like, these were guys between the ages of, like, 22 and, like, 40 just playing baseball, talk to this one guy. I haven't even looked him up. Sabriel Polanco was in the Rays system for three years. Didn't work out. Now he's back in the Dominican, raising a family, still dreaming, age 25, wow. playing. And like, and I'm sure a ton of those guys had stories like that. And like all of their, 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 um, their mopeds or motorcycles were parked off to the side. Several of their wives or girlfriends were there. A bunch of little kids were walking around. As you might have seen in the video that I, that I had sent and tweeted, I was really the only fan. I was That's like, what I was asking. I was wondering if we had panned out if there would have been anyone else there. there was, the, did you have to pay for tickets? No. This was like a Sandlot no, type it, game, it, right? It, it's a, like a men's rec league game. Men's rec league it's game a, men's, that the men's, Spiegel family found, and you were just the random person cheering loudly, not sober. I was the guy who had asked every bartender where to find baseball, and they pointed me to it, and there were three beaten up cement bleachers yeah. that you could sit on, and there was like kids running around doing their thing. There was a concession stand, but nobody was working there. I assumed somebody <laughs> was available. Not a lot of demand. If I had gone up to the concession stand and like wanted some of the fried delights, I'm sure somebody would have walked over and sold it to me, but in the meantime, they were watching the game. Sure. You know? And Do, do, you, do you think they thought it was um, strange? <laughs> That, that you were there. Do you think that because you, you you stood out in yeah. the video that I saw? Large American man <laughs> yeah. in bucket hat. Yeah, I mean, cheering. I mean, that, that screams scout to me, dude. It does scream scout. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And you know what? They loved that uh, that I was being a fan. It was the the pristine relationship. Like even the umpire, I was like, come on up. Come on, and he he turned around and like he he stood up a little straighter and he, he tried, you know. He's got an audience. Yes. Who, was it Adam McKay that told you guys that he used to go into games? Adam McKay told us that when he was getting his start in Chicago improv, that a few of them were such big basketball fans that they would go and watch, you know, Chicago Public League games. But you know they're they, going over to like King and stuff wearing yes, suits, right? They yes. would, but they would dress up nice because they were going into a part of town that they weren't necessarily comfortable or familiar with. <laughs> but that they would present themselves as college scouts, and they would knew that they would be treated really well, <laughs> which is freaking brilliant, amazing. Yeah, amazing. It's, it's hilarious. I did not act with that much forethought. Um, <laughs> no, I, no, I was uh, I was a little more haphazard. But they all loved having an audience, which, which ball players do. Sure, I mean most we all of do. them. We all do. We all like having an audience. It was funny though, man. Like it was like number two was up there at the plate. It was like, come on, dose, come on, dose. And then another guy came up. He was also wearing number two. Oh, and then Ultra three more dose. guys also wearing number two. Wow, <laughs> so everybody was dose. Looks good on a jersey. Uh, they got a bargain rate on a bunch of jerseys. Uh, one would assume. yeah. Wow. Okay. That, did but, you say all right, dose for all of them? Uh, pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. But like, there it was. That's the game. And so right now, even as spring training stuff is coming in, I'm starved for news about the game. And, but we're still getting, unfortunately, a bunch of ugly stuff about some of the deals because hot stove is still going on here. And you see the Reds dumping salary. Yeah. You see, you see the A's dumping salary. You see the Braves choosing Matt Olson over Freddie Freeman, which is interesting as a long-term 
um, expenditure. You have debates about the White Sox payroll and and all sorts. And what are the Cubs doing? So I hate that the business of it is still very much mixed in with the game stuff right now as MLB is coming back to the fray. It will go away. It will fade. But right now, with all these deals still happening, they obviously didn't solve the tanking thing. I I was thinking about it last night. They obviously failed to deal with that. And and I have it on my list of things to talk about, but it'd be good to run it through with you guys here. Knowing that what Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are doing, should that change whatever the Cubs are thinking about doing? (sighs) Like, should they should they be like, well, wait a minute. We kind of only have to compete now with two other teams in the division because the other two teams aren't even trying. Mm-hmm. So, so does that mean that you speed up your timetable or maybe invest in a player that you weren't thinking about investing in before? It's a good question. I think it will be affected um, by how good they are or not as they approach the deadline. So wait and see, like, flip it, like, do what you did last year, but hopefully in reverse. Correct. If your team is doing well and you're 50 and 50, then that might say, all right, let's go get a player instead of giving away our players. If you got Frank the Tank and Wisdom and Rafael Ortega actually contributing, um, if you have found something in some a couple of these young pitchers who you're converting and hoping from and like Steele and and those guys, then and with the additions, obviously, of Miley and Stroman, you might find yourself in a position where like, you know what, we really only need one or two things. And their farm system is once again very stocked. The farm system is good. I I think what you're saying is right. I do not think this is going to be a long rebuild, but I mentioned it a, a little bit to Lawrence yesterday. They are not good. No, it's clearly look, what it is. Is It's look, clearly a rebuild. It is obviously. clearly a rebuild. It hopefully is not a four- or a five-year rebuild. There is no reason to need to do that anymore with their resources and with what the farm system mm-hmm. currently is. But I think it is more likely that this team wins 70 games than they win 80 games. I, yeah, I, I need to wait and see how it's constructed. There's so many free agents still. So I, I can't go on a game total with you. But conceptually... Yeah, like when Andrelton Simmons is more in play than Carlos Correa, you know, it, it's pretty clear what you're trying to do. Andrelton Simmons is a terrific defensive shortstop. We'll be a wizard and we'll help the ground ball and the contact guys tremendously, but he's not about making the playoffs. Right, but, but, but Strowman, it is, uh, right? Like that, that is a piece. that they, they, they intend to have Marcus Strowman pitch in playoff games wearing a Cubs hat. Just not this year. They're not freaked out if it's not this year, right? I, but so, like, they, but, they, but they, they might jump at the chance if it if it presents itself. Sure, and with the expanded playoffs, it could present itself. And in with a, the weak ass division, it, it could it, present it, itself in a weird, unexpected way. But I, I will be very surprised if between now and opening day, they make a bunch of huge commitments there. Like you said, middle of the season, make make additions, don't sell off. I could see that. Let, let me ask. I, let me ask you guys a question: If they were in Oakland. Right, or as a franchise, or if they were, if they were more comfortable than their place right now, perhaps allows with the size of the market and the expectations and the income levels of of the building and and the network and everything, would they have packaged Jason Hayward with somebody the way the Reds packaged Eugenio Suarez with somebody and tried to just stock the farm system further, right? Like, like that's the kind of thing. That they might do if they could find any taker. I was going to gonna do say, it. like, do you think you could find a taker? You'd have to make it very, very attractive, and and so it doesn't really make sense to do so. But I think if they were if they were in a market that would not understandingly more, 
then I think that kind of deal oh, would be but I don't know that any play. Cubs fan would have a like, problem with it. No, no they're, but, re- they're ready on Hayward, been ready on no, Hayward. No, 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 but the, but, um, but the thing that you'd have a problem with is the addition attaching to a, Jesse Winker. Right, atta- if, attaching the prospect. If I'm a Red, I understand. If I'm a Reds fan, I live with the Suarez, but I look at the Jesse Winker and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Really? This, what a disappointment. And, and, and you're angry. So you'd have to attach, I don't know, you attach Hap. You attach Contreras. Probably Contreras is the better call. If it's Contreras and Hayward, is Contreras a decent Jesse Winker comp in terms of what you're going to get out of him the next few years, Lawrence? You know what I mean? Yeah, probably. I, I, that's a such a. It's interesting, like to start thinking about well, how can they go about doing this, and what what then becomes important to Jed. In, in how he's going to build this thing. But I think Danny's right. I think Cubs fans for probably for the last three years have been like, if you can find a way to move Jason Hayward, yeah. you probably should. But and that, he's got another year, too. Yeah. yeah. So, so th- but it's he's only, 2022 and 2023. But it's only one year. So it's only after so it's, this one. Right. So two full seasons. So imagine there's a big market team that wants a catcher and you're talking to them about Wilson Contreras. And maybe these conversations have already happened as we spitball live here. So, okay, you can have my Contreras, but you got to take Hayward's money, too. How does that trade feel if you see it stocked back with with kids? I mean, it, it, it feels like, I mean, I think we, they got a definitive end last year at the trade deadline, but then it really feels like the end. Like, they're like okay, so let's wipe everything clean now, and now this is for real Jed's team, and this is his project going forward. It's, it's similar, it would be similar to what I'm seeing Ryan Poles do, where Ryan Poles is like, yeah, let so me, we're gonna start the engine. We're gonna remove all of this stuff. We're gonna trade this guy. We're gonna let we're gonna let our super young, really good guard let him go out in free agency. We're gonna do. I'm going to reshape this in the way that I want. It, it would signal a similar look if that's what Jed was able to do. Yeah, you know, it, 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 the thing is though, like you, it, you missed all of that too, right? I right, know, but it depends what you get back, right? Like if you get back, like Sunny for Sunny Gray, the Reds got. A first-round pick from last year. And some other pieces, but they got a, a, a bona fide, exciting young arm first-round pick from the Twins. That guy's not close. So, you know, well, but the, but if, if, if the, the Cubs, Cubs got— tra- If the Cubs traded Hayward and Contreras, yeah. and you have to sign Contreras, and you have to pay Hayward $49 million for the next two seasons, you're not getting much of anything back, correct? Like, that's not an enticing trade offer for someone. Like— to sign a catcher, and I know that now there's universal DH, and I know he's shown some positional mm-hmm. versatility, and I like a lot of what Wilson Contreras brings to a team in terms of attitude, but you're not getting back top-level, top 50 prospects in the sport for $49 million of Jason Hayward mm-hmm. and an old catcher with a lot of miles you're on his plate? A, you're probably getting a, a, a good lottery ticket. If there if there is such a I, am I am I wrong there like like just just looking at because like I for for Suarez and Winker the Mariners gave up a left-hander Brandon Williamson the right-hander Justin Dunn and the outfielder Jake Fraley and I've seen that graded by the Reds at like some have it as a C plus some have it as a B like Williamson is not a top hundred prospect but he's close second round pick from 2019. Fraley's really not a an everyday outfielder. 
So it's it's not a super impressive haul. It's three pieces. It's it's three pieces, and really only one is a top end haul. I, yeah, so I think it's an admission of what you're doing, and it's more. No, those those trades are much more of an open financial situation, a, a financial move more than anything. So I think in that context, that trade would get crushed by the fans because you wouldn't feel like you were getting back the next star, and people still love Wilson Contreras. And people love Wilson Contreras, understandably. Right. But I was, two years ago when we were talking about this, I thought that Contreras was not the guy that you sign because of how people normally age at that position. Now, of course, that was before Universal, Universal DH. DH. Does, it, does it change your feelings on him as a Cub? Because you have Universal DH? It has to, a little bit. Yeah. Like, And you're not keeping any position players from the core of 2016 like right Baez not here Rizzo not here Bryant not here it Contreras and Hayward yeah and but Hayward is a different thing right like you know what I mean Contreras has at least been productive on the field so I I do think it changes it Lawrence but I how much money is Wilson Contreras going to get after this year my I still think it's more likely than not that they trade him at the deadline I do too but I but now you at least there's a path to keeping him because yes. of universal DH. Because now you don't have to worry about old catcher syndrome. Like, you don't have to worry about, man, he's not as athletic. We have to find a, a plate. We'll put him out in left field. No, you've got a spot if you choose. If 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 he doesn't hold up physically, and how could you? Because catching mm-hmm. is hard. If he doesn't hold up physically, you can do stuff with him in a lineup now that where before you had to make some real concessions because you, you had to – move an outfielder or take Anthony Rizzo off of first base or something like that. Now you've got another spot where you could put a, a live bat. So I wonder if that increases his value specifically to the Cubs. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's just I never thought I'd see this many. We used to call them, hey, that's more like a basketball trade. You take this money and you get this guy. Now it's it's the norm in MLB, and it's not a fixed system. But, hey, that's the ugly, fun, non-fun business side of things. Yeah, Yay! I know. Spe- Speeds is back for four four <laughs> minutes, and we're talking about prospect dump trades. Aren't you psyched? That. I'm not psyched. you happy I'm, to see I'm, me? I'm not happy. I mean, Let me I ask, we can talk about the Bulls game last <laughs> night if you'd prefer. No, I'm Later. good. Now I'm looking at Contreras' stat line, by the way, and thinking that he's like not even a good DH. Guy's career OPS is 807. You could do, you could like, how much? It's great for a catcher. It's great, right? It's great for a catcher. It's great for a catcher. It's just pretty good overall. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's better than league average. For a DH? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's right, probably right around league average. Right around DH. league average, I would imagine. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Why the hell did Ryan Poles let Zay Jones go to the Jaguars? <laughs> yeah, we know oh, that was your guy. What the God. hell, man? The Jaguars are out here throwing money around. Yeah, and they still need wide receivers. <laughs> Look and at them, but like, they're going to let my guy LaVisca Chenault go. Who's, he's I like good. him. I like him, too. He's talented and mm-hmm. a crazy good athlete. Like I, I, Is there a free agent wide receiver plan in place at all for the Bears? This I, is what I'm gleaning is that. Not in 2022. Draft picks, baby. Draft pick wide receivers are coming. And it makes sense. And offensive linemen. I think it's possible that they will use both second-round picks on receivers. I think it's entirely possible as well. Which would be so much fun. That is, that is maybe my uh, my biggest takeaway on what we've seen so far. It's like, oh, okay, they're not going to invest. And I get it. Why would you invest in that position when every draft is heavy wide receivers But but, but the league doesn't agree. I thought that that was conventional wisdom. Now, maybe these are just these are bad teams making bad decisions, but 
Christian Kirk's contract still doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. Like, after we talked about it yesterday, I'm just sitting there going, man, Allen Robinson's going to be all right. Oh, he's going to be more than all right. Yeah. like if, if he wants to go the route of the money, it'll be there. Speaks and I have both talked about the idea of maybe now you're you're going to a place where you have a great quarterback and that becomes the most important thing mm-hmm. for you. You know, like may, maybe it is for, for Allen. Like it's time for him to play with a great one, right? Right. Like maybe you go. Well, Tampa could probably use me. Let me go play with the goat. Now that the goat. Oh yeah, Speaks. While you were gone, Tom Brady came back too. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that. I, you know, I'm, anybody is anybody else here in this space where I completely understand. Like you're you're 45. You've taken some time away. Yeah, you said you were done, but then you hung out for a while, and you're like, you know what? I've thought about it. I actually kind of want to do it more. And I I did this weird thing. I talked to my family about it. How about that? The people that matter most to me in the world and the ones that I really want to make happy. And they're like, no, we're good. We're fine. We understand. We actually like it when you play. It's okay. But but, but that's not what they had always said. No, no. He said that. What if they said it now? What if they said it in these last two months? Oh, maybe they did. Okay. But, but, but they but, said but, it after but, him being home for two months. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I, well, just it had always been, and Brady said that Giselle has been asking him to retire for years and that she can't stand seeing him get hit and the games are torture for her. Yeah. And all that. So I have a hard time believing that this competition-aholic who forever has said he wants to play until 45 and has always talked about, including in his retirement note six weeks ago, Uh which said, you know, I'm doing this for my family. There's more there. She hates watching me play. Uh Is now she's the one being like, no, 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 no. Go go play. No, like them as a group. Isn't it possible? Sure, it's possible. And and maybe this is colored by the fact that through all of this, through everything that's happened, I still end up feeling that Tom Brady's a decent guy. Anybody else there with me? Like, I actually don't think... I've I've turned that way over the last three years. I have turned that way myself over the last three or four years. And so... Call me soft, call me too too kind-hearted, whatever. Actually feel like dude went ha- went home and talked with his family for several weeks and realized he still wants to play, and, and they all talked about it together and made a decision. I wonder if he had regret on not doing it the year before. like Going out be- of the win? Yes, going out of the win at home. Like, you, like I, I joked about it. Like, had I been Tom Brady, I'd have been naked. I would have been on the field with the Super Bowl trophy naked. And I'd be like, that's it. I'm done. Have a nice night and a great life. I'm the best that's ever done it. No one's coming close. The guy that was going to come close, I've already knocked him down a peg because now I got seven of these, and he ain't going to get to seven. Good night, everybody, and I would have walked right off. So I wonder if, if, if he has some regret on, I could have left on top. I think that makes sense given that so much of his mythology is wrapped up in winning. He's just a... He didn't even miss mini camp. <laughs> like, like I, I don't get he's, it. Like, he's ready, Danny. Like, Danny, he's ready to come in there. He missed the grind of mini camp. Like, he didn't. Like, it's the worst retirement, man. Like, like guys miss mini camp because they're upset over a franchise tag. Yeah, he's forty-four with seven guess rings what? and so, every passing guess, record, yeah, and, he, and, he, and he didn't even miss mini camp. You know why? That's this is part of the thing, though. 
He loves mini cabs. He really does. <laughs> yeah. He really loves and, and, it. And when you talk dork. to these guys when they're done, <laughs> they say that they miss the guys. Yes. They miss, yes. They miss the locker room. And he knows it, man. I, I'm with you. Danny, the move would have been the third week of July where then the rumors start. Like, oh, you know, like like Tampa Bay doesn't go and get Deshaun Watson or whomever. And then the rumors kind of start. Well, you know, Tom's been throwing. And then August, like, 15th. I'll be back. I'll be ready. We're going to open this thing back up. That would have been the move because then you're missing uh-huh. everything. That's you're, what I thought. You're missing minicamp. You're missing everything that they do. And then you walk in and you're ready to play when the season starts. And last thing I wanted to mention to you, Lawrence, before we kick you out of here after this transition, for God's sakes. Damn it. Um, my dad and my bro, both big boxing guys like I used to be. And it just happened to come up like, like, Dad, tell us a fight that you loved. Muhammad Ali, excuse me, Cassius Clay against Cleveland Williams, a three-rounder. Go, go watch it on YouTube. It, okay. is, it is considered by some to be the best that Cassius Clay ever fought. He was in peak physical form, and he toyed with the dude like you would not believe, third-round TKO, and I knew nothing about the fight until my dad brought it up, and then we were sitting around with YouTube and a projector watching different boxing matches just talking about That's stuff. That's fun. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, my God, like, Ali just at the peak of just toying with people in the best shape, dancing the entire time while the dude the same weight is like, would you slow down, please? please? <laughs> Do not go so fast. During Christmas, there was a, a house that had this incredible Christmas display on the front lawn and i was like i think this is ali's old house in in, in kenwood and it was and i'm like man like some of the history over on the south side like his his old gym on the corner used to be on the corner of 63rd and woodlawn and there's a lot of cool stuff if you want to venture into the the life and times of cassius clay aka muhammad ali just sitting there like artifacts of, of him just sitting there that's pretty amazing our city's pretty awesome, guys. It's, good no, it's, the, it's the greatest. Um, we might have Joe Kelly on the show today. That would be exciting. Mariachi Joe, let's get it. We do have Joe Ostrowski uh, on the show. Today. Polish Joe, let's get it. Exactly. And Speegs is back, so we'll catch him up on uh, what he missed. He'll catch us up on uh, his trip to the DR. I was called a, a fatalist about Zach Levine on yesterday's show. Mm-hmm. Want to know if anyone's agreeing uh, <laughs> a, after that game from last night. Um, I'd still ban- we'll, we'll get into it, but so we're going to do some stuff on that. Plenty of baseball, plenty of football, uh, and a potential worst-case scenario for the Bears all on the docket today, Lawrence. Speaks, great to have you back. Danny, good to see you. I'll see you both tomorrow. All, all right, right man. Thanks, man. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.